T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Zach Zaidman. You know, back in the day, I used to live the life. Not a Bieber life, but no. I, I used to live the life. Zach Zaidman. Are you serious? That's an interesting question, Dave. Fly the W! Well, 432 for the Chicago Wolves update. 431. Approaching 432 for the Just saw Zach fire an empty coffee cup. It's Zach Zaidman on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Oh, it's Max Zaidman. I'm sorry. Uh, Chicago Sports Station. Boy, the weather the last two days in Chicago is a fitting way to end what's been such a dark and dreary week in our city. Before we get to the Bears and the Bulls, man, a foundation-shattering week when it comes to the Blackhawks, who became an international news story for horrific reasons, leaving all of us questioning how we can keep rooting for and supporting a team like this. Now, I'm still trying to process it. I know many of you are, too. It was the late Nobel laureate and Holocaust survivor, Elie Wiesel, who said, I swore never to be silent whenever and wherever human beings endure suffering and humiliation. Silence, Wiesel said, encourages the tormentor, never the tormented. Removing a criminal's name off the Stanley Cup, debating who should be captain, those are secondary issues. The NHL has an opportunity to be a leader going forward in workplace harassment awareness and action. To me, the real story is what mechanisms are being put in place so that what happened with the Blackhawks never happens again. And what is a suitable punishment for all of the people involved in covering this up so that this never happens again? Everything else after that is trivial. Hi, everyone. A pleasant good evening to you. Zach Sadman here until 9 o'clock, broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Ahead on the show, we've got a lot of football. I was at the Chicagoland Sports Hall of Fame induction ceremonies for the class of 2021 last night. And believe it or not, there were a few inductees who actually took some shots at the Bears. And you get why. From Aaron Rodgers two weeks ago to the blowout in Tampa last week to this past week on all the national debate shows, the Bears have become a punchline. But as ugly as things have been, 
they're still in the mix for a playoff spot, even with a three and four record. Ten games to go. Think about it. At three and three, the Vikings currently hold the seventh and final playoff spot in the NFC. So Sunday's game at Soldier Field against the two and four San Francisco 49ers is a huge deal. So we're going to talk a lot of football tonight. Window Works presents Bears Friday with half price savings at mywindowworks.com. At 7.20, we'll get all the Bears news of the week from Kevin Fishbane of The Athletic. We'll pivot to some basketball with the voice of the Bulls, Chuck Swirsky, at 7.40. A huge blow to what was such a promising start to the season. The Bulls say Patrick Williams will miss four to six months after tearing ligaments in his wrist after that flagrant foul on the dunk attempt last night against the Knicks. 85 Bear Tom Thayer will join us at 8 o'clock, and we'll find out the plan of attack against the 49ers. And then at 8.40, we'll zoom back and see what's going on around the league with NFL Network Stacey Dales and where exactly the Bears fit into the picture. You're a big part of the show as well. 312-644-6767. We'll take your calls throughout. The score listener line is powered by BetQL. Be smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. But first, a few thoughts. When it comes to football, this city is as passionate and enthusiastic as any in the National Football League. You know that SEC commercial where the tagline is, it just means more? Well, that's how Chicago feels when it comes to Bears football. But sometimes, because of that passion and fervor, we're blinded by reality. How often have you heard this line? The Bears are just a quarterback away. And maybe that would be true if that quarterback was a legend like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers because it would take a legend to lift all of the other weak points on the team. The reality is the Bears are not just a quarterback away. That's why there have been only a handful of winning seasons since the Bears last played in a Super Bowl in the 2006 season. Four to be a sack. Four. Four winning seasons in the last 15 years. So the names and faces continue to change, but the results rarely do because the Bears are more than just a quarterback away. Now, Justin Fields may be the most gifted quarterback the Bears have drafted, maybe since Jim McMahon, but it's unrealistic to believe this guy is going to be an all-time great. You can't expect those things. Now, I think we all believe that this whole operation that we've been witnessing this season should be a little bit better than what it is. But man, the offense is lacking a lot. The play calling during the Matt Nagy era has been poor. That's continued this season. The issues on the offensive line have been well documented. But you know what? Many of you have overrated the talent the Bears have at the skill positions. Allen Robinson this, Allen Robinson that. Well, you know what? Allen Robinson and the Bears receiving core, they don't scare defenses. Cole Komet, he's not a game changer. And if you're relying on the run game, boy, you better have explosive weapons that change the game, like Derrick Henry does. And then there's the defense, which, let's be honest, it's good. It's not dominant. 
The Brian Urlacher-led defenses were dominant, and they took the ball away, giving the offense extra opportunities. But even those defenses couldn't overcome subpar offenses. So there's no chance this defense that we've been watching this season in 2021 is going to do that. So my question is, what exactly is the plan? You know, the Bears were the ones who told us they'd find a way to get better because of their ability to collaborate. From chairman to president to GM to head coach. The plan, we were told, was to have Andy Dalton start and for Justin Fields to slowly work his way in. So when the time came for Fields to start, he'd truly be ready to thrive. But who are we kidding? Justin Fields doesn't look ready. And for those that say, let him take his lumps so he can get better, how is he getting better? It's clear that at this point in his young NFL life, that he's not able to properly process what defenses are doing. So you can keep throwing him out there, but that's not going to make him better. It's like asking someone to take a test without studying. Taking more tests won't make you better. Studying for those tests will. I mean, you see how hard it is right now for Patrick Mahomes with a bad offensive line in Kansas City. And there isn't anyone who has ever played the game who is better at off-script plays than Mahomes. And he's having issues. And that's with one of the best play callers of all time, Andy Reid's in his headset. He's got some of the best and fastest pass catchers in the game in Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. So you tell me how Justin Fields can get better in this current environment, and that's assuming he's good. Because a flash play here or a flash play there doesn't mean you're good. Think of the best quarterbacks in the NFL today. Other than Josh Allen, almost all of them were good right from the start when they got their first opportunity to play. Now, for some guys, it took three years to get on the field. For others, it took just one training camp. But when it was their turn to play, Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, Wilson, Watson, Roethlisberger, Jackson, they did more than just flash for a play here or flash for a play there. They were consistently impressive. And the same can be said for some of the newer guys like Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. Don't get me wrong. I'm not blaming Fields for everything that we've witnessed. But it's wrong to say he's blameless. You know, there's that soundbite that we've heard over the years on the score from former Bears coach John Fox. You know, the one where he goes, it's all a problem. With the 2021 Bears, that's true. Everything offensively looks disjointed. The numbers show it. I mean, we're talking about historically bad stuff. And then when you watch the games, you you have a quarterback that operates better out of the shotgun, but a running game that operates better when the quarterback is under center. So what's the plan? Why continue to put Fields in a position to fail? Now, granted, you're not playing the Packers or Buccaneers this week, so there's an opportunity to get a victory and get back to 500. Not every week is going to be as embarrassing as what we've seen the last couple of weeks. 
I keep hearing the only thing that matters this season is the development of fields and not wins and losses. So I'll say it again. How do you get better by just taking tests and not studying? If you keep throwing Justin Fields out there and he can't process what's happening because he hasn't had the necessary time to learn how to do that, you're not going to get better that way. Especially when it doesn't appear that the offense accentuates what Fields does best. Especially when the offensive line forces him to speed up that decision-making process when he's already having trouble diagnosing what he's seen. And because the Bears traded next year's first rounder to get Fields this year, you're not even going to benefit from losing. The Bengals benefited from losing last season, this after drafting Burrow and he got hurt. They added Jamar Chase to the mix this year in the first round. That kind of player is not going to be available for the Bears in the draft next year. There are no shortcuts to success. So why in the world are the Bears rushing fields onto the field when he's not ready? And the infrastructure around him clearly isn't ready either. And I'm not one of those guys that says you got to keep a quarterback in a bubble. But if you're going to put a quarterback out there before he's truly ready to play, this isn't that situation. Either change the offense to fit fields or put Andy Dalton back in there and try to put some points on the board. Because losing like this isn't helping the team and it's definitely not helping fields. The legendary basketball coach, John Wooden, I thought summed it up best. Do not confuse activity for achievement. And remember, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. What happened to the plan? 312-644-6767 is the phone number. We've got a lot to talk about, including who is going to play right tackle Sunday versus San Francisco Bears with Kevin Fishbane of The Athletic next on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. 
Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Well, just when, you, when you're watching the tape, uh, you're, you're going through the, the, you know, the game plan that we're putting in and the questions that are asked and listening to Coach Flip go through and, and teach it and Coach Laser go through and teach it. And, and so that's really the biggest thing. And then being able to sit in in those uh, quarterback meetings um, when they're having their meetings and, and uh, listen to where they're at, help out, be there if they have questions. That's really the biggest part. And that, that, that's, it's the same way as if I was there too. It's the same thing. So the only difference is, is I'm not, um, it's, it's via through zoom and um, that's about it, but he's been great. I, I really, I mean, I, again, without me being there in the building from asking the different coaches that are there and players, uh, the vibe has, has been really good. Bears coach Matt Nagy still in isolation after testing positive for COVID-19 earlier this week, which makes his job a little bit more difficult as he's coaching the Bears virtually. And the Bears have major issues when it comes to Nagy's area of expertise, which is offense. Zach Zabe been with you until 9 o'clock on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score 312-644-6767 is the phone number. We will talk Bulls with Chuck Swirsky coming up. Oh, in about 20 minutes from now, there is some major Bulls news to discuss with Chuck coming up at 740. But now let's talk Bears. And joining us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline is Kevin Fishbane, good friend of the program. He covers the Bears for the Athletic Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. There's a lot that the Bears are navigating through this week heading into that ball game against San Francisco, Kevin. There really is, Zach, and thank you as always for having me. You know, you think about where this team is situated heading into a game where they're, you know, look, they're four-point underdogs against a team that's won two games. You know, so right there, that tells you kind of the, the national view of this team. You know, so they're coming off back-to-back rough losses, a really bad loss in Tampa, their most embarrassing loss by score since the Tressman era. Uh, and then, you know, you have these COVID cases that keep popping up. And then, of course, you know, spending a whole week of practice without your head coach and not knowing if your head coach is even going to be there on Sunday when you when you finish up the week of practice on Friday afternoon. So, you know, having to, as you said, to navigate all of this is a lot. And look, this team has had moments in the past couple of years where they've hit a lot of adversity and they've found a way to turn things around and have these little kind of spurts of, of wins and, and getting things on track. But the other thing, Zach, is you know what else this team has done the past couple of years? Going really long losing streaks. And, and they've lost two now. And they have a big one coming up Sunday. Uh, and, and you certainly can't, you know, if this team shows up to the bye with a 3-6 and six record, knowing they've got the Ravens after the bye, they've got the Cardinals, they have another game against the Packers, uh, you can see where things are going. So, you know, Sunday is about as must-win as it gets when you consider the opponent and you consider everything that's going on with this team right now. You know what's funny is that when you start to take a look at everything that's been said about this team this week, coming off the back-to-back ugly games against Green Bay and Tampa Bay, they're still right in the mix for a playoff spot. When you look at the landscape of the NFC, 
they're right there. That's why this game against a 2-4 and four 49ers team is so critical. Oh, absolutely. It's a great point. I mean, they... You know, if they get to four and four, again, I, I, I'll spin it the, the opposite of what I just said, right? They get to four and four. They travel to play a Pittsburgh team that is not the Steelers, you know, that, that we're used to. Certainly that offense has struggled a lot uh, over the past couple seasons. You know, there are opportunities there. You get you still get the Lions in the second half of the schedule. Uh, so there are areas in which this team can get themselves into a playoff conversation and, and and you look at their opponent you look at a 49ers team that has questions at quarterback uh, that you know ha- doesn't have a ton of great playmakers on the offensive side of the ball uh, and, and the defense you know had you know struggled against Carson Wentz and a Colts team that you know, obviously is on the rise right now so yeah there there is a huge opportunity for them you you look at you know you see the Seahawks without Russell Wilson the way that they've been struggling the NFC East beside the Cowboys is a mess once again, uh, you know, the NFC South, it's really just the Bucks and everybody else. So, yeah, there is an opportunity for that six and seven seed. There are going to be some very averaged, mediocre teams that get those playoff spots. And the Bears, you know, it, it's not ridiculous to say that they can be in that conversation, which is, again, why they got to find a way to, to get a W on Sunday. All right, so let's get specific. Talking Bears with Kevin Fishbane from The Athletic here on The Score. This week, offensively, the way that the Bears have used Justin Fields, it's been puzzling, I think, to say the least. How do you get him in a position where he's comfortable doing what he does best? And I guess I should preface that by saying, what does Justin Fields do best? Yeah, it's a great point, Zach. And, you know, I think he kind of said it earlier this week. He talked about the RPOs. He talked about play action, and if you look at the numbers, that's where he's been at his best in those types of situations. And you know, I, I'm not—I don't want to use this as a Mitch Trubisky comparison, but there there are similarities to the types of offenses that they're you know adept at, and, and certainly for Fields, and, and so early in his NFL career, you know, there's even a bigger emphasis on trying to get him in those positions. Like this is not somebody that should be kind of standing in the pocket at this point in his career, surveying the field and finding the best read, especially when you don't have enough guys getting open and you have bad pass protection, all those things. You have a really good run game, Zach. Lean on it. Okay, Use that to uh, you know, complement your play action game. Get him going in some RPO stuff. Uh, you know, we saw there was a couple of weeks ago. It was an RPO slant pass to Darnell Mooney. It was a great play, and, and Fields read it beautifully through a strike to Mooney in between defenders. That's the stuff we saw him do at Ohio State. Let him do that. You know, this team continues to not push the ball downfield. What do we hear over and over again about what they loved about Justin Fields? His accuracy of the deep ball. Get him in position. But this goes back to the problem of not having receivers who are getting open downfield, not having the pass protection to give him enough time. That's where the play action comes in. That's where getting those extra blockers. You go back to that Detroit game, and I understand they've played some good defenses since Detroit, and they'll face another one on Sunday. But against Detroit, they found they created opportunities for Justin Fields to get outside the pocket, have a lot of room, and he was able to launch it, and he was able to have a lot of success. They got to find ways to get him back in those positions and get him in a rhythm and, and have him do some of the stuff he did at Ohio State. Don't ask him, don't, you know, here's the thing, Zach, don't ask him to run the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Why don't you ask him to run the Ohio State offense, right, for now? 
You're like, look, I think you know maybe one day in his career he should he could be able to be good enough to run whatever offense you give him. But right now, why don't you just have him run what he did best at Ohio State, which allowed him to be the type of draft pick that really invigorated his fan base. See, that's what's so confusing to me, Kevin, is that if you make a move to put this guy in and you're not making a move to build the offense around him, what was the point? You know, we we heard all throughout the offseason the word collaboration, right? Everyone was going to be on the same page from the chairman to the president to the GM to the head coach. It just doesn't seem as though this was a collaborative move. And I say that because the offense that the Bears are running now is an offense better suited for the guy that they benched following the injury. And if you were going to put Justin Fields in there and truly have him thrive, you don't want him back there trying to figure out what a defense is doing because he clearly isn't able to do that at this stage of his development. And that's what's so puzzling, because we could have said the same thing the last couple of years with Mitchell Trubisky. You're forcing guys to do things they clearly are not comfortable doing. Yeah, you're, you know, puzzling is the, the right word for it. And you can, uh, you can see their plan, right? You know, they have this offense that they know Andy Dalton is comfortable in, and it's an offense they want to run. And they let Justin Fields sit and learn the offense as the backup and, and, and kind of understand defenses better that way without being thrown into the fire. But you know what, Zach? In the NFL, you have to adapt. And, and you know, like I go back to that Lions game again, right, after the Browns game, and I you get Detroit's defense is terrible. Like th- there was an easy opportunity there for the Bears to find success. But, you know, you go back to what they did in that game. It's like, well, why haven't you done more of that? Why haven't you continued to try to do that? Especially, you're, you know what they're doing, Zach? They are wasting Khalil Herbert right now. Like what Khalil Herbert is doing is remarkable for a sixth-round rookie in his first-ever starts in the NFL uh, against you know against some pretty good teams. The Bears have run for over 140 yards in three straight games, uh, four straight games. They haven't done that since 1990. Like there's and, and they're two and two in those games. I mean it, it, it's it's mind-boggling that they haven't found a way to complement uh, just a complete revelation that they have. Um, and it goes back to as you said, they just haven't figured out the right offense for the guy that they should have been. The, the second that they made that move for Justin Fields, they should have been building a playbook that is going to be perfect for everything Justin Fields does uh, and not building the playbook that they like to do and just assuming that he's going to be able to come in there and do it because that's unfair to him and that's just not realistic for a rookie quarterback. Like There's just not many guys who are able to do that in their first few starts, and there's not many guys who are able to do that in, in their first few starts with the type of people around them that Justin Fields has at his disposal. Talking Bears with Kevin Fishbane of The Athletic here on The Score. It's a great point because I, I know the, the popular thing when it comes to young quarterbacks, especially over the last few years, is you got to play him. you got to play him immediately. you got to let him take their lumps. But I ask you, is that making Justin Fields better? And I know there's a concern, man, if you take him and, and you put him back on the bench, that it's going to play with his psyche. I, I think 
we realize he's a pretty mature guy in terms of being able to handle his emotions. You want to see him get better. And I don't know that running what they're running right now is making him better. Yeah, you know, I, I was, I've always been of the belief, Zach, that, you know, the, the best experience you can get is, is by playing. But, like, what is what, what is happening right now with this offense is historic. Like, the, the numbers that they are putting up on in the passing game are so futile, even for the franchise that is best known for quarterback futility. Like, that's how bad it is. So, in just a vacuum, right, the idea of a rookie mm-hmm. quarterback coming in and just having his struggles and just having his moments, and you can go through 30 years of rookie quarterback play and show tons of examples of guys who just are up and down rookie years, right? And Matt Nagy's talked about it. They know that's going to come. And, and you, you're you're okay with that. You you can make the argument that a player can improve and continue to learn week after week. You know, I keep, I I always say this: that Fields is building his portfolio of defenses. He's learned, you know, from what he saw from Todd Bowles' defense last week. That if he sees that again, he might have a better idea of how to handle it. You know, he can learn all these things. Like that, I think there's a lot of validity validity to that idea. However, what's happening right now is so rare and so just unbelievably bad for lack of a better term that you, I think it is fair to wonder about what this is doing to his development as an NFL quarterback, right? Like, and, I mean, and, you can go, you can go look at some at, at Zach Wilson or, or, or Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it's not like these guys are putting up great numbers, but they're not putting up some of the worst passing numbers in the NFL in decades. And the thing that I think people fail to realize, this isn't like last year, for example, when the Bengals went South after Joe Burrow got hurt you know, they had a first-round pick, and they were able to add a significant weapon to help them out in Jamar Chase. The Bears don't have that luxury next year, so you're not gaining anything by losing. If anything, you should go all out to try and make the playoffs, even if it's the final playoff spot, and you have a quarterback who's been able over the course of his career to lead teams to the playoffs in Andy Dalton, and you have an opportunity to help Justin Fields from the standpoint of I compared it earlier to what good is it having a guy continue to take a test if you're not giving him the opportunity to study for that test? You can throw that test at him a million times. The results are not going to change unless he puts in the work to study for said test. And I don't think Fields is being given that opportunity. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. You know, the one the one thing I I, I always caution when we when we talk about you know, the Andy Dalton element of this is I don't know if this team was good enough to make the playoffs in Andy Dalton either, right? You know, so it, it, it's, you know, I, I think he, he, like if you go back to that Cleveland Browns game, right, that doesn't happen if Andy Dalton's the quarterback. And, and that's nothing against Fields at all. That's just, that's just the reality of the situation. Right, it's same thing as Tampa. They don't lose 38 to three to Tampa probably if Andy Dalton's quarterback. Again, that's not a knock on Justin Fields, and I'm not saying Andy Dalton is good or the better quarterback. I'm just saying that he just might have a better sense of you know how to find ways to get out of certain plays, how to find ways to you know counter blitzes, counter certain disguises he's he's seen, mm-hmm. and, and they they are in some ways saying of Justin Fields to fail in some of these games. But you know when Andy Dalton comes back in. A. Dolan's still working with the offensive line that's not pass protecting very well. He's going to be working with a group of wide receivers that's not getting open. 
and, and really only goes too deep. He'll work with a group of tight ends that's just not producing at all at the level that they expected. And he's going to be complimented by a defense that's without its best player right now, That's not that has not taken the ball away uh, through the air since, uh, I believe, since week two. Uh, so, you know, it, it's still it's still a team that is below average. They need a quarterback to elevate them. And Dalton, I think, gets them to, you know, a certain level of competency. If they put in an offense that Justin Fields is comfortable with, I think he has the physical abilities to 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 elevate this team, to kind of bring them to, uh, you know, when I looked at that Tampa game last week, Zach, like the only way they can win that game is if somehow Fields throws for 300 yards. And you know he can. It's not like he's incapable of it. We all watched that Clemson game last year. We all know what he's capable of. But this team is just not built right now for him to thrive in that way, and they're not giving him the opportunity to with the way this playbook is structured. Well, thankfully for the Bears, the level of opponent this week is a little bit lower than what they faced the last couple of weeks, but they'll have to do it without Khalil Mack, who is out with the foot injury on Sunday. Kevin, thank you so much. Appreciate the time that you spent with us talking some Bears. Thank you, Zach. Kevin Fishbane catches work in The Athletic, does a terrific job, and we always feel a little smarter after talking football with Kevin. Coming up... The Bulls lose a big part of the team. We'll discuss it next with the voice of the Bulls. Chuck Swirsky joins us. Zach Zaidman until 9 on the score. DeMar DeRozan double down the ball at the foul line. Ball, baseline right wing to the rack. Mr. Dunk as he hits the floor, draws the foul, and will shoot two. And Williams is down. That was a hard, hard crash to the floor. Yeah, he came down pretty hard and landed right on his left hip. A terrible blow for the Bulls occurring last night in the game against the Knicks. The bottom of the hour was brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Zach Zaidman with you until 9 o'clock on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, the latest news from the Bulls is that Patrick Williams will miss four to six months. He needs surgery, tore ligaments in his wrist, hurt on that flagrant foul. Let's talk about it. Joining us now is the longtime voice of the Bulls. Chuck Swirsky joins us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And Chuck, when that play happened, you could tell with your voice that you were concerned that that was no ordinary fall to the ground. No, you know, this whole thing is very, very unfortunate, um, Zach. Number one, I feel badly uh, for you know, number one, I feel badly for Patrick as as a human being first and foremost, because he's worked so very hard, especially this year. I think he wanted to prove to a lot of people that he is very capable of having a breakout season at the age of 20 in his second year in the NBA. So that, that so my heart does go out to him. Secondly, obviously from a ball club standpoint, now anytime you lose your starting forward, power forward. And arguably, you're probably, you know, one of your top defenders uh, on ball club and a guy who can guard multiple positions. This is going to leave a huge void. And, um, you know, there's the old saying, uh, next man up. And it's, a, it's the truth. So now it's up to Billy Donovan to come up, whether it's going to be Javante Green, whether it's going to be Derek Jones Jr., whether it's going to be Alizé Johnson, whether he's going to, mix and match and go small with Troy Brown, I don't know. But I can tell you that this is going to be a a major setback for the Bulls. 
But again, from your mindset is you, you've got to play these games. I mean, this, the season just started. So every team goes through them. Unfortunately, the Bulls, once again, have been hit with injuries. And uh, you got to play through it. I think the thing that we've learned, and you make a great point, you just have to adjust. I think every team in any sport, you're going to go through injuries. You hope they're not the significant ones that Patrick Williams just suffered, but you have to find a way to endure. I think the difference this year is that the Bulls have firepower. They have the ability to, to overcome it because they do have a lot more from an offensive standpoint than we've seen over the last few years. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Uh, honestly, Zach, from an offensive standpoint, you're right. I mean, you know, DeRozan, Levine, and hopefully Zach can stay healthy with that thumb. But you've got Ball, Vucevic, you know, Caruso will add somewhat offensively coming off the bench. And you've got your starters who can score. There's no doubt about that. But when you get a guy like Patrick Williams who can defend and who has the athleticism to really stay on whether you're asking them to guard a two-guard or whether or not you want, you're going to go underneath a player that's bigger than him, he's capable of doing that, and he accepts the challenge. And the Bulls actually are one of the better defensive teams right now in the NBA. So the loss of Williams is going to be felt on that end of the floor. But again, this is going to have to be done by committee, and the other player is going to have to pick up the slack. And, um, you know, it's just... I, I, again, I feel badly for Patrick Williams, the man, and the Bulls as a team. But uh, unfortunately, this is the side of pro sports that basically every team and every sport has to deal with in one way or another during the course of the year. Talking Bulls with the voice of the Bulls here on The Score, Chuck Swirsky. And Chuck, that's why I didn't talk about the defense earlier, because I don't think there's anyone that's being asked to step up that can do the kinds of things defensively that Patrick Williams can do in terms of being able to guard anyone on the floor at any position. And that's why it really is a matchup game. And I I do think, though, that you're talking about a a veteran crew and a a team with a defensive mentality, which I think they didn't have in the past. So now that you have that, I think you can do some things to kind of get creative and overcome that loss. Well, you know what? And Billy Donovan is proving he's a very, very good coach. And it's interesting, Zach, yesterday, as we know, we had the Joakim Noah night. And Joe spoke spoke very glowingly of Billy. You know, he recruited him. He went to Florida. They won two NCAA championships. You know, he made Joe a lottery pick. You know, conversely, you know, Billy Donovan won two NCAA rings. And in my opinion, I think there's a pretty good shot. Billy Donovan's going to go in the Hall of Fame one day as a coach. So it, it, it was a great marriage with Billy Donovan and Joe Noah. But one thing is Joe believes so much in Billy Donovan's ability to adapt to everything that Billy Donovan has seen as a head coach in college at Marshall and what he did at Florida. Remarkable job he did at Florida. And then with Oklahoma City and the Bulls. So my confidence has not waned whatsoever with this coaching or what they plan to do. It's going to be interesting to see how they do it. That's the question. You know, over the first four games, Chuck, I think around the league, people were wondering, you know, well, I mean, who really are the Bulls going up against and beating? 
But I would submit that in years gone by, they wouldn't have gone 4-0 and in those games. And I think a lot of questions were answered yesterday in that big game against the Knicks. I mean, you're talking about a jump shot away from being 5-0 and with this current group. Right, exactly. And again, it's a testimony to, number one, the character of the players that they did not mail it in when they were down. And, and secondly, these are ready-made NBA players. I mean, when, when AK and Mark brought these guys in from winning organizations, I mean, you know, Toronto was a winning organization. They made the trade, obviously, for Kawhi Leonard, but DeRozan was a winning player with the Raptors, a winning player with San Antonio. He was a winning player at USC. So coming over here, he has raised the bar not only for himself, but teammates, new teammates here in Chicago. You know, Lonzo Ball, to me, I love Lonzo Ball's makeup. I think this guy loves to hoop, and he plays with a great deal of uh, enthusiasm. He gets after it on both ends of the floor. You know, Zach, we've talked about this before. It's one thing to see a player, as we do when, because we're in the East, and we see a team in the West only twice. And I watch a lot of ball on TV with League Pass. But, you know, it's, it's not like I was glued to the Pelicans, you know, 24-7, 365. <laughs> uh, when I did, you know, watch them on TV, it was, you know, about Zion and Lonzo and Brandon Ingram. But now, because Lonzo's here, I've seen a lot of things that I really like. His basketball, like you, Zach, is off the charts. And when you have players like DeRozan, Ball, Caruso joining your club, I think inside that locker room, other players sense that these guys have won. And they've not only won, but they, they can basically, it's very infectious. And I think that uh, that's a great sign for the Bulls as they move forward, especially uh, when you're dealing with um, adversity. The thing that stands out to me, Chuck, and you make a great point about that kind of style being infectious, this is also an entertainment business in addition to being purely a basketball wins and losses business. And I think when you have a player as a lead guard who plays with the kind of flair that Lonzo Ball plays with, you run a little bit harder because you know there's an opportunity that you're going to get the ball if you're constantly moving, that there's going to be an opportunity for something fun to happen if, if, you, if you do your part. And I think that's fun to watch as a fan when you watch the Bulls play. It's entertaining. In addition to the W's and the L's, there's entertaining basketball that you're witnessing on a nightly basis. Right. And, and I'll tell you what, Zach Levine, I think, uh, is a key component of this. Zach can run. He can play a half-court game. I, I think the world is Zach. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you what. I mean, having watched him play that one year at UCLA and heard a lot about him you know, on the east side of Seattle, where I'm from, he went to Bothell High. I went to Interlake. Uh, in fact, the head coach of Utah, Quinn Snyder, went to Mercer Island, another school in the Kinko Conference, where you know I went to school you know, as far as just a much earlier date than those two guys. Quinn <laughs> was a great high school player in Mercer Island and Bothell High School with Zach. Um, so, you know, having followed Zach's career, 
with Minnesota than the trade. I, I mean, I, I just think what he does on the basketball court and to see his game evolve, especially now on the defensive side, I mean, he is, has become a really good defensive player in the league. I think he's taken a bad rap because I think the last couple of years he has really improved under Billy Donovan. There's a desire there that you can see. That yes, this guy absolutely. wants to be great. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking with Chuck Swirsky. Final few moments here as we discuss Bulls basketball. You brought up a point earlier that I think makes you stand out when we hear you broadcast the games. It's the time that you put in studying the league. When you zoom back, and we tend to look at the Bulls here with with blinders on because you watch your team in Chicago, you have a greater appreciation for the landscape of the Eastern Conference. Do you have an idea based on what you've seen around the league, where the Bulls fit in, where you think they fit in, in this new Eastern Conference? You know what, Zach? I think it's way too soon, especially now with this injury to Patrick Williams. I I mean, so I think it'd be probably very premature to start going that direction um, because, I mean, this this isn't a hiccup. This is a major loss for a ball club. Now, you've got to, you know, now that it's happened and you move forward, um, you know, you've got to you got to focus on a game. They've got a game tomorrow night against Utah. And one thing, Zach, as you know, no one feels sorry for anybody. Your job is to win games. That's why you compete. This is pro ball. So, I mean, as much as everyone wants their players on the floor, uh, you play with what you got. And right now, this is what the Bulls have. And I think they have enough to win basketball games. It would have helped, obviously, with Patrick Williams. They, I think they're – let me just say this regarding the East. I think there are two X factors right now in the Eastern Conference. I think what Philadelphia plans to do with Ben Simmons and what the Nets are going to do with Kyrie Irving. I think it's going to be very intriguing as we move forward. It may not happen next week, may not happen next month, may not happen maybe until at the deadline if this thing goes deeper with both players. I think it's going to affect – the standings and playoffs for the Nets and Sixers. Now, maybe they'll just stand pat and not do anything and play this out, or maybe they will do something and we'll see how it really changes and, and, you know, rocks the Eastern conference foundation. But, you know, the way Miami is playing, um, I, I think this thing is wide open in the East. And that's something that I think should excite a lot of people, including the people here. Yes, the Bulls have to overcome a major injury, but there's an opportunity if if things happen the way they might in terms of deals with those other teams that puts you right back into uh, the mix at a high level. Chuck, appreciate the time. Love listening to you. Love the passion. And uh, you can tell, both you and Bill, you can tell that things are different this year compared to the last few years in terms of the team that the Bulls are putting out on the floor every single game. Absolutely. You know what? Number one, it's an honor and it's a privilege and a pleasure. I get so much joy out of calling games and my relationship with Bill on and off the court is great. And I'm just thrilled that the Bulls fans finally have a team they can really get behind. And these players really want to win for the city of Chicago and um, you know, tomorrow we're going to honor Tony Kukoc, who won three rings. Yesterday was Joe Kim who wears his heart on his sleeve, and he was so passionate 
He loves the city so much. I'm thrilled he's going to be around as a team ambassador. So good days are ahead for the Bulls. We'll be listening tomorrow night. Bulls jazz right here on the score. Chuck, thank you so much. Okay, take care. Thanks, Zach. The voice of the Bulls, Chuck Swirsky, spending some time with us here on The Score. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll pivot back to football. From an X's and O's standpoint, how do the Bears snap this losing streak and come up with a win Sunday against San Francisco? 85 Bear, Tom Thayer, joins us next. Zach Zabin with you until 9 o'clock on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.